Live from Smitty1.com Studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, good people? You are watching the Fantasy Football Show, and we've got a lot to go over. Um, we're gonna take uh, phone calls. We're gonna do the voicemail thing. So please drop voice messages if you're in my voicemail groups and load up the voicemails, and we'll dig into those. Also, um, like I said, we'll get into some news. Check out thefantasyfootballshow.com. The brand new, all new, revamped thefantasyfootballshow.com. Bold predictions, rankings, trade calculator. Your man Smitty uh, invented the instant fantasy football trade calculator in 2000. And three, and I've improved it every single year. Um, you can do multiple player trades. It, it factors into uh, the con the contract dollars into each trade. So get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com. Get your lifetime membership. And people that get lifetime memberships on thefantasyfootballshow.com get two years of text advice with your boy Smitty. And if you want text advice, jump on over there. Tell your grandma. Tell your friends. Tell everybody about the show. Daniel, what's up, Daniel? Who's first in the building today? Swaggy coming in hot as the first overall person commenting. James Second Mealy, Philip Prime, Silver Rapture is in the building. Silver Rapture. I'm in there, big dog. You know I'm in there. Just two big dogs standing side by side. That's a Rottweiler and Pit Bull. There it is, Silver Rapture in the building. He's got his own intro. Silver Rapture, been here with me from the start. Probably one of the first 10 people, I think, that followed me, Silver Rapture. So, uh, Silver Rapture. You've just been Smitty approved. My boy, my boy, just two big dogs. Two big dogs. What'd you say, staring at each other? I don't know. (laughs) DG3 in the house. Kenny Powers, appreciate you all being here. All right, drop your voice messages. We have some news that we'll get to. Let's get to the news first, then we can let those voice messages pile up. And now, for the news. And uh, let's see here. So, uh, of of the, the, the pieces of news out and about in fantasy football news worlds and circles and wires everywhere... There wasn't a lot. We I wanted to brush up on this again. I did a video, done a couple videos on it, so we don't need to dig into it too much. But CD Lamb grew a half an inch while he was just working out, doing CD Lamb things in in the comforts of his own abode. This man literally grew a half inch, which I, I think I've told everybody when you grow a half inch. It, I mean, this is just straight science. Your wingspan grows at least an inch or two. Okay, because I'm 6'2", my wingspan's 6'4", roughly, 6'4 and a half, 6'5". If I grew a half an inch, it's it's conceivable that I might have almost a half inch to an inch, probably more than a half inch, probably an inch wingspan increase. That means that if this boy, if this boy is, is out there catching footballs, his arm is just about that much more stretched out. This boy, C.D. Lamb, is going to be running across the field, and those balls that are going to be fingertip footballs are now going to fall right into the breadbasket. This this guy, C.D. Lamb, is going to explode. 
I, I love CeeDee Lamb. I'm getting my shares everywhere. You guys know there wasn't an analyst on the planet that liked CeeDee Lamb more than I did last year. So I definitely have a little bit of disappointment um, trauma from Lamb not delivering exactly what I had predicted and hoped for. I do believe I was just a year early. Um, there's no reason to think Lamb can't absolutely explode in 2022. Uh, Amari Cooper is gone. And, and the vacated targets aren't necessarily the thing I'm most excited about. I'm most excited about, I think, the way that the team's going to use them and put them in the slot and throw C.D. Lamb all around the field, similar to how the Rams use and utilize Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup just can't be double teamed because you, you can't double team the slot wide receiver very often at all. And when you navigate and move all over the field, which is when C.D. Lamb was at his best, whenever he was in the slot, he was lighting people up. He was one of the better wide receivers in the NFL when playing out of the slot. If they move him all around the field, he's going to deliver. And I'm just real excited about what we're going to see out of Lamb because I felt like we should have already seen it. We did get flashes of it. He didn't have a horrible season. He still finished relatively well. Um but I think he definitely could drop that drop that top five season. I went on and did on the Dynasty channel. Guys, subscribe to the Dynasty channel if you haven't already. The Dynasty channel, we're going to literally go live uh, probably every single day on the Dynasty channel as we build that thing up. So if you have not yet been over there to the Dynasty channel, let me put it in the chat here. Dynasty Fantasy Football. It's YouTube.com slash Dynasty Fantasy Football. Dynasty uh fantasy football i'm dropping it in the chat right now please do me a favor and punch that and subscribe to that channel it's a new channel it's not this channel it's a different channel and i go live i'm going to start going live once a day doing a 8 to 12 minute video on one player at a time and that channel is going to explode because we're going to do consistent content it's not going to be long form unless we're doing mock drafts all dynasty mock drafts will be done on the dynasty channel it's pinned in the chat please subscribe right now to the dynasty channel so you don't miss out and maybe we'll do mock drafts tonight um i'll probably go live on the dynasty channel tonight to try and get this channel popping um so every day i'll go live hopefully that's the plan for eight to twelve minutes and then I'm going to, uh, and then I'm going to hop off because I want to keep it consistent. If I go long form on the Dynasty channel, it's going to be hard for me to keep up with it because I'm going long form content on here. Plus, it's kind of cool to be like, hey, this channel is all about quick hitting one player at a time videos. Eight to twelve minutes, boom, I'm off. And I'm doing the live streams because it, 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 I don't have to do the editing, so it's going to be a little easier to be consistent with the Dynasty channel. So subscribe. But today, I went live on the Dynasty channel, and we talked about this right here. Top five Dynasty wide receivers. Chase and Jefferson are tied for number one and number two. That's my number one wide receiver. You can mix and match these bad boys. Cooper Cuffs my Dynasty three, because two to three years is a long time. I'm not worried about, oh, in three years from now, what will Cooper Cup be doing four years from now? I think he's got two to three years. That's a long time in Dynasty. So give me Cup at three. Some people might not have him there, but I just don't see the logic in worrying about five years down the road when the typical Dynasty League literally falls apart. You know, it falls apart within three or four years. 
So, Lamb, to me, is a great 3-4. I could be okay with this swap right here. I'm fine with that swap. I'm fine with this swap. You can do you can do all sorts of, of mixing and matching on the way down. The question is, who's five? We, you know, that's what we debated on the Dynasty channel on the live stream. If you missed it, subscribe. The link is pinned in the in the live chat. Uh, the Dynasty channel is different from this channel. We went live and we talked about this. Is it Debo? Is it AJ Brown? Is it Diggs? Even though he's older, like Adams and Hill. Adams and Hill, though, are in different situations and having to get used to new offenses. And they both d- downgraded their quarterback. I know everybody loves Derek Carr. I'm not a hater of Derek Carr, but Derek Carr's not a top five quarterback. He's just not. Even if he somehow produced top five numbers for one season, let's say it was this year, he's not a top five quarterback. Like that's not, that's going to be an anomaly type season with the amount of, of good passers in the NFL right now. He can't rank top five. He just isn't in my book. So Adams is a downgraded quarterback situation. Hill downgraded quarterback situation. Hill a little bit of an injury concern. I also like this guy a lot better in dynasty anyway. So I'm not putting Waddle over Hill if I'm in a dynasty. I'm drafting, or I'm not, I'm not putting Hill over Waddle in a dynasty. I'm drafting Waddle over Hill. So I don't think we can put Waddle here. Waddle's more of a value outside of the top five wide receivers. AJ Brown injury prone, but definitely deserving here talent wise. Debo. I think deserving to be considered here, but it's it's tough. And DK, once he gets another quarterback back, he's back in this five to seven range. It's a tough, it's a tough one. I'd love to hear what you guys think. Who's your number five? If you were settled and forced to keep my four, who is your number five from over here? Drop it in the chat. I would love to know, and I'll throw your your answers on screen. I'd love to know who your number five is if you were looking at this exact scenario and you were on the clock. And you had a chance in a dynasty startup to draft the fifth wide receiver. And those five five wide receivers were off the board. Who is your number five from the, the list on the right side? Is it Hill? Is it Adams? Is it Diggs? Is it DK? Is it Waddle? Is it Debo? Is it someone else? Um, Nev, Nevin says AJ Brown. Terry says DK. Swaggy just wants to, to go after Dak Prescott a little bit. Um, are you high on DK? Because of value, are you high on DK because of value? Mr. B, I don't even know what that means. Am I, I'm high on DK because he has value. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, Mr. B. I don't really know what that means, but yes. Yes. Um, Diggs or AJB, says Nevin. Diggs is next. And, I, and here's the difference. The reason Diggs, these are all older wide receivers. Hill, Adams, Diggs. These are old guys in, in relative relative terms. But he's in the same situation. He's not. He has a downgraded quarterback. He has a downgraded quarterback. Both these guys are learning new offenses, Adams and Diggs. I'm sorry, Adams and Hill. Diggs is still in the same situation. Diggs is still comfortable in his offense. And he has the first or second best quarterback in the entire NFL throwing him the football. So... I don't blame anybody for wanting digs in this spot. But I think people aren't crazy to like Debo here, AJ Brown, DK, even Waddle. Even Waddle, I'd be okay with there. But toss out your name. Michael KCPA says Deontay. That's a that's a crazy one. Not in a bad way, Michael KCPA. I'm not saying that's a bad one. By the way, Michael KCPA is still the number one super chatter of the year in a single live stream with 199 bucks. He's waiting for somebody to knock him off that that throne, just sitting up there. 
he's just been sitting there for a couple weeks now. Just thinking, kicking his feet back, thinking no one's going to knock me off. I'm going to have this seat all year long. Michael K. CPA is getting cocky and confident, thinking that he's going to sit at that top spot forever. In fact, it wouldn't shock me if Michael K. CPA knocked his own super chat off the list and, and took his own place, to be honest. Uh, T. Higgins or Waddle this year? Uh, are you are you are you talking? Are you referring to this, or are you just asking me in general? I think you're just asking me in general. T. Higgins or Waddle this year? Uh, probably Waddle, but barely. I mean, they're in similar situations for 2022. They're both the number two kind of. They both have a whole lot of upside. They both had the upside and appeal to be the team's number one until the team brought in a better wide receiver. Um. In redraft, I lean Waddle. In dynasty, I very much lean Waddle. But it's it's close in redraft. You could really argue Higgins is good enough. I think Higgins is getting overdrafted a, a, a smidge. Doesn't mean I don't like him. Doesn't mean he's a bum. Doesn't mean I don't think he could be a high-end wide receiver too. He could. I mean, Burrow's that good. Uh, Burrow, Josh Allen, Herbert, these quarterbacks can feed multiple wide receivers. There's no reason... That Mike Williams and Keenan Allen can't both have very similar big, you know, 10 TD plus seasons. They could. Higgins could have 12 score. Like, Higgins could be the number two by by a wide margin in in Cincinnati. Like, yardage-wise, receptions, and just, like, commanding the, 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 the targets that are important. And then just kind of have a couple big TD games and be almost like really close to, to chase or closer to chase than anybody anticipates, you know, like he could have like a 14 TD, you know, 1100 yard season or something. And then that would make him a really highly ranked wide receiver. So I, you know, I like Higgins. I'm not, I'm not down on Higgins, but some people are drafting Higgins like at the end of round two or top of round three. A lot of people making him a consistent wide receiver three. I'm, I'm sorry, a, a, a third drafted player as a wide receiver one. Or if you go wide receiver in round two and then Higgins in round three, he's a, a wide receiver two for you. But like taking him in the third round, I, I don't. I'm not about that. I'm not about that. I'd much rather have a different player in round three. You know that feels like a Brees Hall or uh, you know I I just think taking T Higgins there doesn't have a lot of upside you know he, he has to he has to ball out to earn your your 3.4 value so just too high for me um cd lamb season on 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 the way uh cd lamb can you please report to the moon to the moon please report to the moon cd right now cd's gonna ball he's gonna ball this guy grew a half inch and gained 10 pounds now the, the weight doesn't concern me because when you grow a half of an inch, you're probably going to gain 10 pounds. That 10 pounds is probably his height increase, not necessarily that even bulked up or, or slowed himself down or something. Get ready. Get ready for a CD Lamb season. Trey Lance told reporters that he dealt with a right index finger injury throughout 2021. Trey's going to ball. Trey's going to ball. I don't need to beat a dead horse on this topic right here, but this is a top five to seven quarterback in fantasy football 2022. This guy looks smooth. He has the it factor. He walks into the best situation a sophomore has walked into any time I can remember, and I've done this 20 years professionally. I can't remember a situation where a quarterback's going to be handed the best combination of defense and offense that, that you could have, you could possibly think up. This is a top five to seven defense he's playing against in practice. This is a top five offensive weaponry uh, type of offense 
that he gets to, to command. And yeah, there's some offensive line concerns, but when you put Trey Lance under center, you immediately solve about 50% of the concerns. Trey Lance is mobile. Trey Lance commands eyeballs when he's back there under center commanding the offense. So you have a whole bunch of different defensive schemes you're going to see when you face Trey Lance or when Trey Lance is under center than you would if Jimmy G or another quarterback was. You literally have everybody spread out. You can't necessarily double team everybody the same way you would if you were playing against a Jimmy G or a quarterback that can't run. And on top of that, Trey's going to be a problem for defenses at the NFL level because when he scrambles, he's not necessarily scrambling to run the ball. His first and primary objective while he's running and scrambling outside the pocket is to still find an open wide receiver. So when when one quarterback takes off versus another, you have different defensive impact. And when Trey's running and he's literally about to, to break off a 40-50 yard scamper, he's still scanning the field like he did in 2021 and threw a dart of a, of a football that was as Eric Davis, former NFL uh, great, came on our Quad Box Instagram show and we talked about those footballs are at like the level of the goalposts below. You know, it's not like a, a, a like a he said a juicy lofted uh, football that you can get underneath and intercept. It's a low t- like missile. So Trey Lance is going to roll outside the pocket, and not because he's a scrambling quarterback necessarily. He's a pass first guy, but he had to do a lot of improvisation in college. He'll still have a tendency to get himself out of trouble that way versus maybe sit in the pocket for a second or two longer. But I'm fine with that because that's his game. If he rolls outside the pocket, he's about to rip off a 40-yard run. And he sees Debo Samuel and Ayuk changing course and cutting across and dragging across the field. He's going to launch a 50-60 yard missile on the run off his back foot and hit Debo and Ayuk and Danny Gray or George Kittle draping across the the middle of the field. He's going to extend plays in ways that make it even harder as the season progresses to to game plan for him because it's not like you're going to say, oh, we're just going to go ahead and 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 when this kid we're, we're gonna blanket him this way or we're gonna we're gonna you know eyeball him here and he's and we're gonna be able to contain him because if he runs we know how to stop him he's gonna be a quarterback that the defenses have a tough time figuring out all season even when they know he's gonna run because he can still pass he scrambles to pass he scrambles to, to find an open wide receiver and then he's gonna take he's gonna have a top five to seven fantasy football season and I'm here for it I hope a lot of you are too. Some of you have a lot of doubt for Trey. That's fine. Um, I think he's going to absolutely explode. Spacula with the super chat. Um, Thornton or... I don't know, bro. Spacula with these questions. I have to look up these guys, bro. Um, this this Packer wide receiver, uh, Romeo Dubs, or however the hell. Dub, we'll call him the Duble. Romeo Duble. He's a fourth rounder, bro. Um, he's got potential upside, like a, like a flyer. And you never know when one of these guys ends up like climbing up because maybe Christian Watson gets hurt. Or maybe, you know, 
that, that's definitely a possibility. Um, so you want to keep an eye on them, but you'd have to be in a very deep league. And some of the dynasty leagues out there are, are that deep to where you're going to draft all these guys. Uh, but this Thornton uh, character, um, Tyquan Thornton, um, let me pull him up. I don't even know much about him, bro. To be honest with you, and I don't know. New England scares me anyway. Like they don't make they don't make consistent wide receivers there anymore. And I'm not a big believer in Mac Jones, so I'm going to tell you right now before I even look at some of the news on him because I don't I don't have a lot of scouting information on Tyquan Thornton. But I'm just going to say right now that I don't think Mac Jones will make him into a star anytime soon if he ever does. So I'm probably avoiding this guy. Um, but Thornton 6'2", 183. Um, he's, he's quick, uh, four, four, two, eight official, uh, 40, which was absolutely phenomenal, but this is like speed. This is like one of those speed things, you know, speed is going to impress some people. Um, great speed, but is it special team speed? Are they going to even use him? Will he get on the field? I don't know. Um, he was drafted number 50 overall, which was crazy high. That's insane. Yeah. I don't know, bro. I don't have much on him. I don't. We'll have to kind of see him in the preseason, if he even gets some some good run. Let's revisit this one. These are very very deep spacula. Uh, you're making me reach very deep on that, and I don't even have them ranked very high whatsoever. So those are good questions. Um, yeah, appreciate you, spacula. Thank you for the super chats, my my man. Okay, um, let's let's revisit that. Bring it up again as we get more footage or news on him because there's nothing to go on. Like, we can look at college film, but even the college film didn't pop enough for me to rank them high. So I'm literally still in the same place I was before the draft because both those landing spots were kind of, like, hard to imagine them climbing up in. Uh, check out Thornton for a late round steal. Well, that's what he's just saying, yeah. I like Thornton. He has that Steve Smith dog in him. Um, Smitty, I think Dotson in Washington or will pass Terry. Will pass Terry in less than two years. I it, it's possible, bro. But I think I think people don't realize how good McLaurin is. Scary Terry McLaurin is a top six to ten wide receiver. So what you're basically telling me, Nevin, is that Washington has two top ten wide receivers on their team because <laughs> Terry Terry McLaurin is top ten. Bro, like he, even if even if you say he's not top six, top seven, top top eight, he's top ten. He is one of the ten best wide receivers in the NFL. You wouldn't know it though, Nevin. You wouldn't know it. No one's gonna know it. No one's gonna even agree or concur with that. In fact, there's probably people typing right now. Bob's probably typing right now. Um, you know, saying, "What did Smitty just say?" There's no way, Smitty. I'm typing right now. Did Terry McLaurin's a top 10 wide receiver. Have you seen him? He doesn't do anything. Like, that's my point, is that there's nothing going on there. He has no way to get the football. Like, it's not Terry McLaurin's fault, but if they do solve that problem, Terry McLaurin's blowing up. I'm not saying Dotson can't be a really good wide receiver, but I do wonder, like, maybe McLaurin is elsewhere. He wants an extension, Maybe they don't give it to him. Maybe he's playing football. Maybe they, they trade him next offseason and he's playing football somewhere else. Then Nevin, the door is wide open for Dotson 
and they could bring in a quarterback. But I really don't think that if Scary Terry stays, which he might not, that Dotson can pass him. But, bro, Terry, anything, or Terry, Nevin, anything can happen. Anything can happen. I love Scary Terry. He just needs a quarterback. He needs a quarter. I hope he gets traded. I don't like the Washington football team commanders. I, I don't think they've got their head on straight. This 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 organization, they went hard after Patrick Mahomes. They called up and said, hey, uh, yeah, uh, Kansas City, this is Washington. No, the football team. No, the commanders, the presidents. Commanders. Yeah. Um, we're, we had a question. Can Patrick Mahomes come out and play? Can Patrick Mahomes come over and play? We would like to bring Patrick Mahomes over and, and sign him. You think that could happen? No, can't happen. Okay, thank you. They shoot for the moon. They don't shoot for anybody that's attainable. And then what's their backup plan? Uh, yeah, Carson Wentz, are you there? <laughs> well, yeah, we went ahead. We went ahead and asked for Patrick Mahomes. Couldn't get it done. We're gonna settle with Carson Wentz. Done deal. Come on over and play. Like just, just they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. They've got a lot of talent on the roster. The Washington. Commander, commanding football team presidents, they have, they have a potential playoff team with some of the talent that they've got. McLaurin, you know, they have some talent on defense. They have, they have Gibson, who, if utilized properly, would absolutely be a monster if he could stay healthy. They've got the weapons there. Dotson, I like him, bro. I like him a lot. Um, McKissick's really good. Like, do you see that catch or that run McKissick had in that practice where he like literally just. Oh, it's like a basketball move, like something you'd see on on uh, on Ball is Life, you know, or or uh, you know, some kind of online breaking ankle basketball video. Like he just literally, and McKissick's got wiggle. I like McKissick a lot. He's interesting, but that running back room is crowded. But Washington doesn't know what they're doing. They they don't know what they're doing. They they literally can't solve the quarterback problem. Kind of like Denver hasn't been able to do for the longest time. But you knew Denver was going to eventually knock it out of the park because everyone kind of wants to play in Denver. You got Javante Williams, a top two running back in the NFL in the making. You have a really underrated, good wide receiver room. Um, you know, defense that you can work with. Like the offense, like the whole the whole package is really attractive. Not that Washington isn't. They're almost there. And I even said if Washington does end up getting like Russell Wilson or something in the offseason, um, early on I said this, I could really get behind Washington being a very sneaky team right out of the gate in 2022, but they needed to solve that quarter. Not having the quarterback is as bad as Denver not having. Like, Denver is a Super Bowl contender in 2022. Don't shake your head at me. They're a Super Bowl contender, okay? They are. They could win the Super Bowl. And you look at Tom Brady leaving New England, going to uh, Tampa, winning a Super Bowl. The next year, Stafford leaves and comes to the Rams, wins a Super Bowl. The trend is you leave, a big-name quarterback leaves a team and comes to a new high-potent offense and squad, they win the Super Bowl. So the formula is actually there for Russell Wilson to win the Super Bowl in 2022. Um, I I love this Denver Bronco situation, and they could win the Super Bowl. So very, very similar, Denver, Washington, like quarterback was needed. One of them was going to get Russell Wilson, maybe. You know, I'm not saying fo- the football team was really in the mix, but they were going hard after Mahomes. You got to think they were trying to get Russell Wilson. 
Now Denver solved it. Denver's on their way. They're on their on their way. I, I think it's Denver or it's going to be the Chargers from the AFC West. One of those two teams will be facing off against the Buffalo Bills to try and get that Super Bowl appearance. And I think it's one of, I'm going to say it's Buffalo against the Chargers and Broncos. And whoever wins between the Chargers and Broncos, that, that side of the fence has a real strong shot of knocking off the Buffalo Bills. But the Buffalo Bills certainly will will uh, will be in in a good prime position to getting that, that Super Bowl appearance. Smitty, can we get a moon shot from Melvin Gordon, the league winner? Uh, sure. Is this the right button? You've just been Smitty disapproved. You know, I will say, you know, Javante gets the moonshot. And we have, because of Melvin Gordon, we have value now. We can thank Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon is a gift. Melvin Gordon, I wouldn't undo this Melvin Gordon signing if you you gave me a button. And you said, Smitty, if you press this button, then we're going to undo the Melvin Gordon signing and send him elsewhere. I wouldn't push it. I don't care how many of you would beg me to press it. I wouldn't press it. I want Melvin Gordon. I love Melvin Gordon the way he is. I want him in this Denver offense. I want to take advantage over and over and over again. Getting Javante Williams as my second drafted player. Javante. To the moon. To the moon and back. And on top of that, you've got Javante Williams is a part of my two-headed monster idea that I, I put a video out there earlier in, in the offseason where if you want to roll with the two-headed monster, you get the number one overall pick out of the out of the hat. That's the pick you get handed. Then you trade your 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 second rounder up to pick number two overall to take Javante or number three overall or four overall to get Javante Williams. Now you don't need to do that. Melvin Gordon solved this problem for us. Melvin Gordon steps in the gift. The gift that keeps on giving. Melvin Gordon now makes the two-headed monster possible without even making a trade. You literally, my favorite approach in 2022, it remains to be, is taking Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson in round one and then getting your boy Javante in round two, walking out of rounds one and two with Jamar Chase and Javante or Justin Jefferson and Javante. I can't think of a better situation. Um, Drew C says, Smitty, I'm calling BS on that because Gordon has been the on the rise his older age and kind of figuring out his lane. This would be better with an unproven rookie or Javon. No, I you can't call BS, Drew, because I have 10,000 videos on it, bro. 10,000 videos. I appreciate your take, but I wouldn't press the button if you put it in front of me. I can't make it more clear than that, Drew. I appreciate you, Drew. You are Smitty approved. You always will be Smitty approved. But I'm telling you, 1,000%, I would not press the button. I wouldn't undo it if you asked me, if you begged me to, Drew. If you dropped a big super chat saying, Smitty, press the button, I'd have to say thank you for the super chat, Drew. But I'm not pressing the button, Drew. I'm not doing it. Because you got to think about the context. You throwing this out is one-dimensional. I feel like right now we're playing checkers. We need to play chess with this conversation, Drew. Would you rather... Drew, this question's for you, and I want you to answer in the chat. Drew, 
Would you rather have Javante cost you number five overall with Melvin Gordon out of the picture, or would you would you rather accept the phantom risk of Melvin Gordon? Apparently, you don't think it's phantom. I do. But would you rather accept the risk of Melvin Gordon holding him back for five games, six games? He's not going to hold him back the whole year, Drew. He's the, one of the best running backs in the NFL. You think they're just going to keep giving the ball to, to Gordon? Would you rather have Javante at 19 overall because of Melvin Gordon or take Melvin Gordon off the board and now have to use your first rounder on Javante? That's, that's the chess game, bro. That's the three-dimensional angle of this. You can't just say, I'd rather have Melvin Gordon off the roster because it's not the same conversation. It's not one-dimensional. There's layers and angles to this. Do you re- Would you rather have the doubt that is now casted on Javante's season that makes him a value, or would you rather have to spend a top-five overall pick on him? Because if it's me, I don't fear Melvin Gordon at all. In fact, Drew, I would rather... 1,000% have Javante looking at Melvin Gordon than a young, fresh rookie. I disagree with you here 1,000%. So you can call BS on it, but that's your own... That's You're calling BS on, on the topic by yourself, not on my angle or stance. Not that I would, if you put it in front of me, the button, that I would press it. I'm just blowing smoke to try and argue my point or double down. I would not press the button, Drew. I have... I have like 10 videos on this. I would not produce that content if I was BSing you. I promise you. Um, Jamie says, rather have Javante at pick five and no Melvin than Javante at 19 with Gordon. See, that's where we differ in, Jamie. And that's okay. You can do you. I'll do me. But this right here, I can get Jamar and Javante. I can draft JT and potentially still get Javante Williams. I had somebody DM me today. On my text line. Get this. Get the text line. They said they just got Melvin Gordon in the third round. In a dynasty league. Or at a, I'm sorry. Redraft league. They got Melvin. Or, or uh, Javante Williams at like 3.4. In a 1QB league. Because people are worried about Melvin Gordon. Give me that all day long. All day long. Amazing. Amazing. Um... Let's go to the phone line. Oh, we got still still got some news to go and cover. Still got a little bit little bit of news trickling in. Uh, we got rid of the Trey Lance one. Um, buckle up for Trey. He's coming. We got Michael Thomas. Saints coach Dennis Allen says Michael Thomas is doing well in his rehab, but is not ready to, to return to the field. Everyone's taking this as as a good piece of news. Like, oh, Michael Do- Michael Thomas is doing well in his rehab. This is taking him an awful long time to recover. If anybody thinks that Michael Thomas is going to be a very low-risk proposition in 2022, you are just kidding yourself because this man is taking forever to get back on the field and to get healthy. He's clearly never going to probably regain his old form. It You don't usually ever see a, a wide receiver or... Uh, you know, impact player like a running back or a wide receiver take this long to get back to getting on the field and not suffer multiple injuries and another setback. Like I'd almost put almost uh, an entire I put an entire league on the line that he probably, if he finally gets back, 
doesn't just stay healthy and start balling out again. There's just, it's just very unlikely, very unlikely to struggle this hard to stay. Like, this is when people say injury prone doesn't exist, and I shake my head. When, when you are in this situation where you're having surgery, setback, setback, like, kind of like, think Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr. is the perfect example because he's been getting the most healthy out of all the players that just can't get it right. Like, their body just won't allow them to stay healthy at the NFL level, taking the abuse and going 100%. Like, Odell gives it his all, but his body can't hang with it. So when Odell gives it his all, then boom, he ends up just, you know, he ends up getting hurt, crumbling, something happens. Odell will never stay healthy. And Michael Thomas is very much in that vein. It He will not, no matter what he does, his body won't be able to support what he wants to do. It's just the way it is. Like, you've got to read the tea leaves. At some point, you are injury prone, and you're never going to really shake it. Not on a full NFL season, which is abusive to the body. Yeah, I drafted him in a league, and, and Kenny was shocked. You know what, Kenny? The reason I did it is because I'm going to try and trade him. You know, like, at, at a certain point, you go, okay, there's a lot of people that still like Mike Thomas. W- would I like him for a couple games? Yeah. Could I keep him if no one gives me anything good? Yeah. But at a certain point, there's value. I forget where it was, like 10th round or 8th round or whatever, but there's value at some point where, there's a point where I would take Cam Akers. I don't think Cam Akers is staying healthy. I don't think Derrick Henry is staying healthy. At a point, I still would take these guys, not in a lot of leagues, because what if you can't trade them? What if the value's not there? Like, Derrick Henry, you can't get rid of for a ham sandwich in a dynasty league. If anybody plays only redraft and they hear me say, Derrick Henry isn't even close to 3.1 dynasty ADP. He's like, end of the third, breaching fourth round value in a dynasty startup. People are like, Derrick Henry, and then you're like, have you never played in a dynasty league? They're like, yeah, I don't play dynasty. I'm like, then why why are you talking about it? Like, why are you commenting on how ridiculous everyone's being about Derrick Henry's dynasty value when you don't play dynasty? Derrick Henry doesn't have dynasty value. And 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 so, you know, you might, if you draft Henry or you draft a Cam Akers when you don't like them, you can get screwed. It's kind of like in an auction when you're upbidding somebody and then you end up getting stuck with the player. Like, I don't, I don't know that I want to be in that situation. Yeah, it was, it was 10.5. Yeah, so I took I took, I took took Mike Thomas at 10.5 in a league, and I'm not a big Mike Thomas fan at all, obviously, but there is a time and a place to take somebody. Henry has value, not, not as much as people would imagine if they don't play Dynasty and you start talking Dynasty value because it is third or fourth round value. So Henry is definitely taking a big, a big, big drop off in value. Um, in Dynasty versus Redraft. Miko Hardman already banged up. I don't think this kid stays healthy. I like Justin Ross as the dark horse top wide receiver on this KC roster. I'm not saying it's going to be an easy climb. I'm not saying he's guaranteed anything. I'm not saying he'll he'll see the field anytime soon. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just telling you that the most talented wide receiver, even over Sky Moore, the most talented wide receiver on this KC roster is Justin Ross. The guy that played with, with Trevor Lawrence. And I'm really shocked Trevor Lawrence and uh, and and the, the uh, Jaguars didn't try and bring him in. That's kind of the new thing. Bring in the receiver for that quarterback and try and get you know that rapport going. 
I love Justin Ross. He is so talented. He made this one-handed catch in practice. I have it on my Instagram. I can put it up. And it is phenomenal. Like this kid, and that's just one catch. I'm not I'm not like saying I'm excited about one catch. But this kid, look at this catch. Look at this catch by this kid. He is phenomenal. That's Justin Ross right there. With that KC gear on. Look at him. That kid is looking phenomenal. Um, I really like him. I really, really re- like him. Um, yeah, he did have a, a serious injury, and there's some concern about you know him taking a, a hit, whatever. But I, I love this kid. I, I think he's talented. It, but the the risk is almost zero, you know, because he's going so late and undrafted in a lot of leagues. Um, and redraft, I'm not sure I even draft him. I just kind of monitor him. In Dynasty, you can scoop him up really, really late. People don't even know who he is. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick uh, reports that uh, Kaepernick's workout with the Raiders was largely considered positive. I don't know if I have much to say on this. The guy's been out of the league for five years, you know. How many scenarios have, have we seen where a guy goes out of the league from the quarterback position and, and and gets a lot of cobwebs on him and then dusts him off, comes back and plays productive football. I, I it, Could he be better than some of the backups in the NFL? Yeah, he could. Is he going to bring a lot of drama to the locker room that some teams may want, some teams may not? That's why he's not getting signed. That's why it's been so long that we've even, we haven't even seen this opportunity present itself for Cap. Mainly because Cap didn't want to be a backup, so a lot of teams didn't even mess around with it. But Cap didn't get a shot. A lot of teams don't want this drama in the locker room. But, you know, will it even be dramatic anymore? I don't think it will. So that's not really standing in his way at this point as much as that he's just been out of the game for so long. And I I don't think a team really feels like he could come in and command an offense. And and there's, there's some teams that like to go against the grain. The Raiders are one of them. And they're certainly willing to, to test the waters. And if he produces, and here's the bottom line. Cap, I'm not saying Cap can't be this comeback story. I'm not saying he can or can't. I honestly don't know the answer. And I think sometimes in this business, especially what I do, you force yourself to answer one way or the other. Like I find myself doing that more than I than I would like. And I try and circle back sometimes and tell people, look, I, th- this one I don't have an answer. I don't know. And this is that case right here. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't know. Nobody's gonna know. We can only kind of predict and use historical data and history to tell the story or predict the story. And traditionally, I, you're not gonna see a, a quarterback like Colin Kaepernick sit out five years, come back, even if he's like 34 or something like that, come back and play well when he's been out of the game for so long. So. We'll see. He could prove me wrong, and I'm open-minded to watch it. I'll be rooting for him in a sense. Like, hey, you know, what, what a great story if a, if a guy can leave the NFL for five years, come back and play. But I don't know that I'm going to be expecting anything at all to to, to come from this. I, I think um, it's tough to say. It's tough to say. Could he be better than a backup? Maybe. Could he be better than some a couple starters in the NFL? Uh, like Sam Darnold? Probably. Like, I, I mean, if you had Darnold or Kaepernick, is it really that crazy to give Cap a shot when you've got Darnold and you know Darnold's not going to work? But 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 he's going to probably be a backup if he's anything at all. And and I just don't know that it's going to... I don't know that it's going to happen. But but the Raiders are the one team that would try and attempt this. So we'll see what happens. Jamison Winston, 
Jameis Winston, Jameson, Jameis Winston uh, did almost everything at OTAs Thursday. The guy that looks so smooth. That guy just, he hops around. I don't know if you saw that that footage. Uh, do, do I have it? Did I put it on my stories? I think I put it on my stories. But where Jameis, Jameis Winston goes through the, 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 the pad drill. He just, he's such an awkward guy. The way he moves. Um, I like Jameis Winston. I'm rooting for him. I don't know that he's going to end up being any kind of long-term answer for the Saints. He has a tough time staying healthy. Wouldn't shock me at all if he didn't even finish the season. I'm rooting for him. I'm not wishing injury upon him or anything bad like that. I'm just saying. I'm trying to be predictive here. It's what I do. Do I envision him playing 17 straight games, coming off an ACL tear, doing his best to get in there as quick as he can because really this is his shot. It's his shot. You know, um, it's his last shot. It's not like he has the the luxury of waiting and being patient with the recovery either, because this is it. Like it would be different if a team invested in you, you tore your ACL, and then your job's there waiting for you. This job's barely the the job was barely there for him. In fact, he was their second choice. They were going after Deshaun Watson, and when the Saints couldn't get Deshaun Watson, they said, "Hey, Jameis, you know, be ready, stay warm." And Jameis said, "You got it, Coach." And he started doing his drills that he does so well. And so Jameis Winston's been waiting and waiting, and they finally pulled him in. This is his shot, and he's going to rush back as fast as he can, and that's going to potentially lead to maybe some 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 injury. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not hoping for it, but it certainly feels like that's more likely than him playing 17 games. But that's just me. That's my pessimistic look on it. Um, let's roll with the voicemail. Stormcat. Hey, Smitty. Stormcat here. Uh, with this big $25 uh, underdog, you know, $2 million tournament going on, the best ball tournament they have, wondering if you could just talk about a few of the differences between normal drafts and best ball drafts. You know, what you do a little bit differently in best ball versus regular. Thanks a lot. Um, best ball versus normal. Very, very good topic. Um, I would say that there's a lot of similarities, but... The, the main thing I try and push to people, and if you want to do this, $2 million going to first place, $1 million going to second place, $10 million in prizes, go to thefantasyfootballshow.com, click on the underdog banner that I have at the top of the site. In fact, it looks, let me, I got a different, uh, it's a different looking banner. It looks more along the lines of this. Let me replace this out because that's what the banner looks like now. So go click on the underdog banner. At Smitty at thefantasyfootballshow.com. The underdog banner looks like that. It's at the top of my header of my site. You get a free 10 minute, 10 to 15 minute phone call if you do so. Um whoops. Wrong button there. But go ahead and and, and get over there. 25 bucks gets you into this best ball contest, and you can enter as many times I think as you want. So you you spend 25 bucks, you get lumped into a group of 12 people, you kind of have this mini league. And the winner of the mini league, I don't know, by week four or something. So very early on, you get narrowed down to one team. Like, who's the best team of the first phase of the best ball tournament? And so you got to beat out your entire 12, you know, or your entire 11 that you're competing with to get into the next bracket. Like, let's say, I think it's like in week five. So like week one through one through four, who's the best team? 
and then the number one team moves into the bigger bucket. And eventually you're facing me. Like all the teams I've drafted in this, we're all going to be, if we keep advancing, in the same bucket. And then it becomes like a total points race. To my knowledge, I think this is how it works. First place, and you'll be going against me. You'll be going against uh, Kenny. You'll be going against everybody else that's jumping into this. $25. Again, go to thefantasyfootballshow.com. Click on the underdog banner that you see right here, but it will be at the top of my site. Uh, and, and then you just deposit 25 bucks. You can deposit 10 and play another contest. But if you deposit 25 bucks, you can enter in the best ball mania three is what it's called. Um, if you go to underdog without using that link, just enter promo code Smitty. When you, when you check out promo code Smitty and the difference between best ball and redraft, I like to tell people that a lot of it's about drafting early in best ball because you set your lineup. You don't have to worry about injury. You don't have to worry about add drops you draft your team and the most optimal lineup gets set for you every week so if you draft Mahomes and Trey Lance and Mahomes has a bad first five games of the season without Tyreek Hill and he just bombs and and Trey explodes and and is a monster you're going to get all the Trey starts because you will be your, your lineup will be optimized for you so in a sense Kenny or who asked the question Stormcat doubling up on quarterbacks I often do I'll often draft like let's say I own a Herbert I'll still draft a Trey Lance I want to I want a dual quarterback rotation I want to be the highest scoring quarterback team in the league because it will rotate for me I've actually drafted uh Herbert and um Watson and Trey Lance in one of those best ball drafts. I own all three of those quarterbacks. Or it's Josh Allen or Herbert, I forget which one, and then also Watson and Trey Lance. And and I love the strategy because I'm going to dominate quarterback scoring. And in a league where you've got to beat all 11 teams out real quick to get to the next bucket of people, it's you versus your 11, your your total of 12 people, and you got to bust out as the number 1 scorer early on in the tournament. It's awesome to have all of these quarterbacks that can rotate and, and score high for you. I also like cuffing. So I will cuff potentially like Elijah Mitchell and Garrett Wilson because I figure one of those guys is going to have a really good year and one of them should have a really good week from week to week. It's a very good wide receiver three option. Cuffing is very important. Eli Mitchell with Ty Davis Price is one of the best running back twos in best ball drafting. Because you can get this at a total cost of a 5th rounder for Eli Mitchell. Late 5th rounder. Sometimes 6th round for Eli Mitchell. And Ty Davis Price is going 10th round, 9th, 11th round. It just depends on the on the draft and the flow. But to have those two players together, absolutely amazing. Uh, Silver Rapture wants to know, are there any more spots in the, the 96-team Cooper Cup League? Yeah, there's a couple. So if you drop a $20 Super Chat, you can get into that league. We have just a couple spots left. Um, DM me on Instagram if you don't want to drop a super and you want to get in through uh, you know, Venmo or whatever. But this draft is going to be absolutely insane. It starts on June 1st. We could move it to June 10, depending on the couple spots we got to fill. And I need to hear back from a few people that are in it that need to reach out to me uh, that I haven't heard from. So we might have to replace those teams too if they don't, they don't contact me. Um... So yeah, more, more to come on that, more to come on that. But 96-team league, if you do want in, drop a $20 super. And, and the prizes are autographed Joe Montana and Jerry Rice Hall of Fame red full-size helmet. Uh, we've got the trophy, smack trophy that's like this big. It's got the football and everything. It's got the the, the ring, the, the fantasy ring um, 
from my boys over at Custom Fantasy Rings. This thing's absolutely phenomenal. Looks and feels, the weight of it, everything like a real Super Bowl ring. These are like 150 like 300 bucks. So that's going to be awesome. And then more prizes to come, so get ready for that. Okay, Stormcat, appreciate you. Smitty, my guy, I need you to stand tall on your Trey Sermon and Mitchell Cuff prediction. I need you to stand tall. This is the year of the Trays. You were just one year too early. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, stand tall. I predicted Trey Lance. I'm sorry. I predicted Trey Sermon and Mitchell as the cuff to win leagues. And because the Trey Sermon part failed, which it had to, it's a cuff. They both can't be top 10 running backs. The cuff worked. Like, it's Sermon and, and Eli Mitchell. Mitchell exploded. I'm sorry the Sermon part didn't, the first of the two. But one of those two, Cameron, DM me on Instagram right now, please. I'm sorry that the, the first of the two didn't work out. Like you since could have got Mitchell later and not gone after Sermon at all and then got, grabbed a different player. That would have been a, a good strategy if you'd known Sermon was going to get hurt and then bust. But it's funny. A lot of people do say, and I know you're not saying it in a negative way necessarily, I don't think. But a lot of people are like, you really missed on Sermon. Not really. Not really. Because the prediction was Sermon and Mitchell cuff a must cuff together will win leagues for people in 2022. He and, and Mitchell was the number one ad for the entire year for people that didn't listen to me and didn't draft Eli Mitchell because I said to draft him. I said it over and over and over, a video after video after video. You must own Sermon and Mitchell together. It will win you a league. Ah, Smitty was wrong about Sermon. No, 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 no. I stand tall. I do stand tall on that. Andrew, Grace, DM me on Instagram right now. Both of you and Cameron, DM me. I I am I'm just taken aback by the, the Mitchell stuff. But I'm not standing tall on Trey Sermon. Mitchell and Ty Davis Price are the duo. Ty Davis Price is the Mitchell of 2022. He is Eli Mitchell this year. Mitchell is Price. Price is Mitchell. Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. Make sure you draft the combo of Davis Price and Eli Mitchell. I don't know that Sermon's going to be rele- relevant yet, um, but we'll see. We'll see. Appreciate you, AC. Hey, Smitty. Hope hey. you're having a good uh, Hey, Danny. That's all you got, huh, Danny? <laughs> oh, there you go. Got another message. Sorry, the message cut out. My bad. No problem. Hope you're having a good Thursday, Smitty. It's Daniel. Daniel. Uh, my question is a dynasty question. Um, I'm thinking of trading Stefan Diggs for Mark Andrews in dynasty. My wide receiver room is already really loaded. And I could use an extra tight end. So just let me know what your thoughts on that is. And uh, yeah. <sighs> trade Mark and trade digs for Mark Andrews. Um, the ADPs are off. Mark Andrews does not have a second round ADP. He has a third round ADP, an ADP that I don't necessarily love. I don't hate it, but I don't necessarily love it. I'm not an early tight end drafter. And your boy Smitty is number one in the entire fantasy football industry. This isn't like just me saying it. It's proven. You can go look at it. Fantasy Pros analyzed all the rankings uh, on 2021, 2020, 2020, and 2019. And over the course of three years, your boy Smitty is number one across the industry. Finishing first in two of those three years. Not just one year. I finished number one in tight end draft rankings by Fantasy Pros calculations. Two out of the last three years ranking me number one over the over the course of the three years, too. And that's because of Darren Waller, Hawkinson. This year's Dalton Schultz, top four. Five. I might rank Dalton Schultz number three. 
I might rank Dalton Schultz number three for all tight ends and crack up onto the top of that list again. Just crack off. Uh, at number number one, again, your boy Smitty. In the industry, tight end rankings. Dalton Schultz, Pat Fryermuth, um, Waller, you know, as a fifth or sixth rounder because he's falling really far. Um, you've got Pat Fryermuth, Dalton Schultz. Uh, let me pull up my, my rankings here and tell you any other tight ends that come to mind. I like Albert O a little bit, but he's got a little competition. Dawson Knox. I mean, come on. Like, why go after anybody else when you can get Dawson Knox, Pat? I mean, Pat Fryermuth a little lower right now because the quarterback situation. Had he gotten Russell Wilson, the whole world would be screaming his name. But you've got Dalton Schultz, Dawson Knox, both potential number three overall, three to four overall tight ends. Why go after Andrews, who's going to be two or three, when you can get Dalton Schultz so much cheaper? So I'm not saying you're in a position to draft Dalton Schultz, but I'm saying that his third round ADP doesn't like. I don't love it. I I lo- it's okay. I like it. I mock draft Andrews in the third round, and it didn't ruin my team. It was a pretty decent looking squad. I'm not saying that anybody's making a great mistake by drafting him in the third round, but Diggs is a second rounder. Like, you got to get more. You can't make that trade. I, I suppose because your wide receiver room is super deep, you could. Um, And I wouldn't hate it, but try and get more because the ADP kind of commands it, bro. Kind of commands it. Kenny. Hey, Smitty. Do you think it's important to own Samir White if you're stuck with Jacobs? I just inherited an orphan, and I made a trade for White. Um, just feel much more comfortable Um, yeah, uh, let me, let me look up, uh, the depth chart here and just take a gander at it. I forget who the other running backs are in that room, to be honest with you. Um, there's like Drake, I think, right? Brandon Bolden, Drake. Yeah. I mean, Zamir White, he's the guy. You own Zamir, you cuff him to Jacobs, you probably do okay. You probably get, you know, at least really decent flex value all year out of that because the offense will be potent so I don't hate that at all I'm not a big Jacobs guy so I, I definitely feel like you know that's probably something that that might end up benefiting you uh, greatly so definitely go ahead and, and take that approach let's open the phone lines just a little bit we haven't done the phone lines for a couple days and uh, yeah call into the show call, call, call into the show call into the show down 602 in Call into thy show. We're doing it live. Appreciate that super high chat up there, Michael KCPA. You beast. You beast of a man. Uh, Dial into the show right now. Call into the show. Dial six. Woods is old, LOL, swaggy. I don't think Woods is old, but Bobby Trees is going to be tough to trust, in my opinion, walking into 2022, coming off an ACL tear, changing teams. Like, it's one thing to change teams, right? That's a struggle for a wide receiver, typically. You know, some wide receivers have transitioned, transitioned okay, but but to transition and have an ACL tear, that's one reason why Jameis Winston wanted to stay and didn't even like do you notice that Jameis Winston didn't even shop around like he didn't even try to go to another team he didn't want to because it's too hard to rehab and go to a new team and learn a new playbook you're live on the fantasy football show who am I talking to 
Alex? What's up? Yes, sir. What's up, man? What's up, dog? So how do you feel about Dallas Goddard coming in the season? Dallas Goddard? I, I like Goddard a lot. I mean, I think uh, I think the presence of A.J. Brown could potentially help him. Maybe you worry about volume and target share and all that, but with the way that the offense was, was just thrown short and not able to stretch the field last year, it's better to have the offense in scoring position because Goddard, Goddard could have like mediocre yardage, but get some touchdowns. You know what I mean? If he's if he's near the goal line, so I, I like Goddard yeah, a lot. I, I think he flirts with like seven to twelve tight end value anywhere in there. Like you're not crazy to be like I'm not ranking Goddard high because there's too many mouths to feed. Like I could I could understand that stance by somebody, but I could also get behind somebody going I got him seven six. You know, like that's that's potentially you know a viable ranking. All right. Cool. What else you got? All right, man. Um, so I just did a big trade. I just traded away Matthew Stafford, two first-round picks from uh, 2023, and uh, Tyler Aguilar, the rookie from uh, the Falcons, for Algier? Justin Herbert. Uh, yes, Algier. Algier, uh, were, the, were the picks early? Oh, uh, they're going to be late. Yeah, they're going to yeah, be Herbert, late. Herbert, smash it. Uh, you know, I don't have a Herbert button here, but why don't you get lambed? Get oh yeah, I got Herbert and uh, Trey Lance together, so I'm excited for that. Okay, let's bur- let's get you let's burrow. People you are getting burrowed left and right, and people are gonna remember it. Get uh, Justin Herbert and I got Herbert out of that trade, and uh-huh. then um, now I just got linked up with Trey Lance because I have Trey Lance. Nice. All right, pal. Yeah, I know. I'm excited for that. Anything else? Uh, no, that's it, man. All right, call I back if you got it. another one. Oh, I actually got one more, dude. Okay, Bateman. go. How do you feel about Rashad Bateman from the Ravens? Eh, I'm not. I'm not on the Bateman train. Like, I, I'll hang really on. Now. I'll hang on for the ride, like with one hand. But, but I'm not. I'm not fully on board. I, I, I think Bateman's got upside for sure. But he's also got a lot of, like, I, I, I mean, Lamar. I feel like the Ravens have a high investment on them just because they wasted a first rounder. So like you gotta use your first rounder. You Agre- agreed, play. but but I don't know that he like. Here's the thing: I like Bateman, but I don't like his va- like people are are expecting him to blossom into a wide receiver one in fantasy. Like people are just over drafting the heck out of him, so that limits his upside for me. But if I was to get him like in a wide receiver three position, I'd like him. But I, you can't get him at wide receiver three value, so I kind of avoid him. But it all depends on where you get him. So I like him if the value, if the risk is low. But if you're taking him as a high end wide receiver too, then I can't I can't partake. Right now he's at my wide receiver three. That's uh, fine. I like that. Yeah, so I feel comfortable with that. All right, bro. I got Waddle. And also, how do you feel about Pittman? Pittman, same thing. I I feel the same way about him. I think people are overdrafting him. I like Pittman, but is he a high end wide receiver two in my mind? No. You know, I like Alec Pierce better than I like Pittman. I think Alec Pierce probably outscores Pittman, or or at least they're very close. But yeah, I could I be wrong. On, be close. I could be I'm wrong not. on that, but but I just think Alec Pierce is going to be a baller from the start. Oh, 100% on that. And that last question, and then I'll let you go, bro. Um, how about James Cook? Do you think he's going to be a reliable as a starter? Um, he's not in a For reliable. Like he's not in a reliable situation because they have. Potentially, you know, two, 
two running backs they're going to look at rotating. And Singletary had a really good finish to the year. And they've made the the, the 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 organization has made comments, I believe the owner, that owner or GM, maybe it's the GM, uh, suggesting that he um, is a sub back. They call, they've called him a sub back. We drafted him as a sub back. So, I mean, he's already starting off. He's already starting off like, you know, he's got to prove it. You know, he's not even he's not even being talked about. Yeah, he could be an everyday. You know, you, you think you would draft a guy like that and say, I think he could be an every down back. You know, you're going to be positive. I think he could be an every down back. He's got some stuff to learn, but he's definitely got the makings to be an every down back. You normally support a guy you drafted really high in that sense, but they didn't. So I don't know. And that's one perspective. There's definitely multiple influential perspectives that would, that would account for his rise. But I'm just saying in general, we've heard negative things about him being an every down back there. And we already questioned whether he would be. So, you know, put put two and two together, and it's not equal in seven. All right, pal. Yes, Appreciate you. All right, man. Later. Thank you. Alex. Appreciate you calling in, pal. All right. Uh, a couple of you call while I was on that. Call, call in now. That was funny. He, the guy had one question. I had to drag a second question out of him. Then he just unloaded, like, seven of them. <laughs> It's okay, Alex. It's all, it's all right. You asked a question. That's great. I love I love it. Bring it. Bring it. Um, let's see here. What do we got in the chat here? Tavern, appreciate you being here, pal. Let's talk about... Oh, we got a call. What's up, buddy boy? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? Hey, Smitty, this is Mike. How are you doing, man? I'm good, Mike. What you got? Good, good. Hey, um, I was just call- I was calling because, uh, you know, I've, I've heard you talk about him a couple times, and I just wanted to kind of reiterate your, you know, stance on him. Uh, you know, I'm on the clock right now in a dynasty league. I was just wondering, what do you think about Pierre Strong? Because I know he's kind of replacing James White role, I think. You know, maybe next year for sure, after Damian Harris might be gone. So I'm I'm just kind of wondering what you think about him. You think that he's a good prospect? Um, I I like him. I I think he's a good running back. He's he's decent size. He's like two hundred five, I think five eleven. Um, yeah, they definitely talk about him being the replacement for for James White, and that could definitely be the case. But at the same time, you've got like you said, two running backs that are ahead of him. Um, I I think Ramondre Stevenson's really really good, and if that job. Yeah opened up because Harris got banged up or whatever. And Harris is going really high in drafts too. He goes in like the third or fourth round. Sometimes I'd rather just wait Mm -hmm. and draft Ramondre only. You could draft Ramondre and Pierre strong together and just sit back and wait. And you're probably getting some starts. So like in that perspective or from that lens, I like him, but I don't know that I, I love him like all by himself too much. Like I think it'd have to be one of those strategies where like I'm safeguarding, both those backups because I think they're one of the two is going to start. Like I, I really think one of the two will have multiple starts for sure. I think Ramondre will probably be the guy, but but maybe Ramondre gets banged up. He had some injuries, and and Harris gets banged up, and then boom, mm-hmm. Pierre, Pierre's in there. Like it, it, all it takes is a couple injuries, and boom, you know. So I, I like him. I, I like him. I, I I think he could do okay, but it you know, and, and the running back there is the only player I really like, you know. I'm not. I'm not into any of the wide receivers. I'm not feeling Mac Jones. 
I don't think I'll draft a tight end. Yeah, same. The defense I, I would partake in, sure. But like it's the running back or nobody. Like I'm I won't I won't own Mac Jones at all. They're just not gonna throw the like You don't even like Hunter Henry? No. No, he can't stay healthy. <laughs> uh I you know, there's yeah. too many other tight ends to to go after, man, to be messing around with, with, with Henry. Like you get a Fryer Muth or uh you know, someone like that before you end up going down the road of, of Hunter Henry. And there's there's other tight end options too, like Albert O. In, in Buffalo or in uh, Denver, um, you've got you got Pat Fryermuth struggling to get a top eight rank on my rankings, and I love Fryermuth. I talk Fryermuth up all the time, and he's like struggling to rank inside my top eight or nine. You know, because you got Dalton Schultz, yeah, Knox, Kittle, saying, uh... Waller, Pitts, Andrews, Kelsey. Like that's eight. That's eight tight ends right there. Fryermuth, Dalton Schultz, Knox. Not in any order. Kittle, Waller, Pitts. Andrews, Kelsey. That's eight tight ends right there. Then you got yeah. Hawkinson, Alberto, Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, Gesicki. Um, you know, and then then you start looking at like, okay, who who's fourteen, fifth? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I heard that um, Greg Dolchis might actually take over Alberto's after uh, after this year. I don't know. Like he was kind of drafted kind of high from Denver, but. I don't know. Um, uh, other than that, the other question I had for you was Marquez Valdez Gambling. I know he got that three-year, thirty mil, and you know Nicole's still there. I know that he's probably this last year there. Uh, do you do you see any dynasty value for uh, Marquez, or do you think that he's the only one that I, I see being there next year? He's twenty. I mean, Juju's on the one year. Twenty-seven, bro. He's twenty-seven years old. What's that? He's twenty-seven years old. So. I don't yeah, know how, I know. I don't know, I know how much dynasty value you can have if you're a wide receiver changing teams, and this isn't your year. You got to wait another year, and then we're talking about okay, will he have any role in twenty? You know, twenty eight years old? No, I don't. I, I'm not going to bank on a twenty eight year old wide receiver one year from today taking over. You know what I mean? Like, not to mention, I like this this Justin Ross kid a lot, who's got some injury worry, but yeah. I like him a lot. They've got Sky Moore. Um, Juju's there. Like I, I don't see how there's any room for for Scanling to be like some long term. Like, could he do well this year? And no, maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe he finds a role and they, you know, he does. I, I, it's possible, but like I'm not investing in it. I, I guess I'm I'm just predicting it to be next year. Marquez, Sky, and you know Ross. I mean, but I, I don't know. I don't see Juju being there another year and McCole either. So I feel like he might be the wide receiver one next year or the one with more experience well Juju's the wide receiver one technically right now like you know most people would yeah. say but he signed a three year or what did Juju sign one yeah one what, nine was it a one, was one it a for nine, nine no I think is there a uh, yeah so I, I mean I don't know man depends how he does you know but but still Scantling 28 years old next year I don't know I, I sure. trust your gut. Like if you're in a dynasty league and you've got garbage to pick up, like don't drop him. Just like hope he does. Re- he could do really well this year. You know, Scantling could find a way in, onto the field and 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 deliver. Right yeah. now, depth chart wise, it looks like according to a couple different places, number two is Scantling. So he is positioned to be the number two, even over Michael Hardman. So I kind of like I kind of yeah, like, I kinda I mean, like his twenty two. I kind of like his opportunity now, but like future, I twenty seven, twenty. I don't know, not 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 really high on it. I mean, you, you talk about twenty seven years old, years old. He'll turn twenty eight. Um, 
Adams is how old? Twenty eight right now? Isn't Devontae Adams twenty eight? And when yeah, talk, I think he's older than that. Maybe uh, twenty. He turned. Yeah, he turned twenty nine. So you're talking about like this is when people start freaking out in Dynasty. So like, I, I'm not gonna. Yeah. Sure. All right. What else you got? Uh, that's it, brother. You know, I, I love the show. You know, you're awesome. You're the goat, and I just want everyone to know that. Appreciate you, man. Tr- right, thank you. Tr- trust right. your gut. Later. Yeah, trust your gut, guys. I could be wrong on Scanley. He could be a could be magnificent. I could be giving him a moonshot this time next year. Who knows? <laughs> I doubt it, but you never know. Let's talk about the elephant in the room, says James. Uh, in the tight end room. Taysom Hill is uh, this year was moved to tight end from QB and in many league sites. But we all know he will have QB play. Where should we? Where should he be considered? Here's the problem: is that last year, when this happened, ESPN revoked his tight end eligibility when he was in the middle of being used as a tight end after quickly transitioning over to the to the quarterback position. So will that happen again? I don't know. It shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't have been taken away from him. I know a lot of people got upset at me, but I started Taysom Hill at tight end. What's up, pal? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Hey, it's Danny. How's it going, Smitty? Danny, what's up? Yeah, doing good, man. Uh, my question is, uh, I'm so obsessed with Danny. That's all, that's all I ask about. It's, uh, I'm thinking of trading Devontae Smith for a high 2023 first-round pick next year. What's your thoughts on that, man? Yeah, I mean, that's about where I value Devontae. Like, I would say even I value him a little bit lesser. And I like acquiring Devontae from people that are trading him like yourself. But you're getting a good haul. If it's a really high pick, you think has a real shot to be a top three pick, that's what I consider really high. Then I feel like that, yeah, that's yeah. not a bad move. I, although I will say, I don't think it's crazy that he could earn that value. Like, it could be a, a, an even trade later. Like, I don't think you're ripping this guy off. But, like, if you that's the route you want to go with your team and build and, and go after another Devon, like start over, hit the reset button on Devonte and, and hope that you get a player that's better than him. It's a really good 2023 draft class. Like we're, we're excited about, or I am this draft class from the running back perspective. I love three of these it's running backs. Back. I love Brees so Hall, Kenneth Walker, Rashad white. I love all three of them. Um, but we might be, we might be, Loving this 2023 draft class, like a whole half of uh, an amount more. Like we might be, this might be like almost double in terms of how excited we are about the the play. Like this Robinson kid. Like there's there's a lot of running. Yeah, Bijan Robinson. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and Robinson, we can't even like. I mean, we could pretty much lock him temporarily, a placeholder into the running 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 back one spot. But you never know. Like look at Devonte Smith mm-hmm. as an example. He was not entering his senior year. Or, or that that final season, he he uh, that he played, he wasn't thought to be you know the elite guy coming out of there, and an injury to Waddle, then he ended up like you know delivering and becoming you know a, a, a monster in that that one college season, and he ended up being highly drafted. Like so, anything can happen. Like Robinson could get hurt, and then another running back, you know, kind of kind of jumps out. So we'll see. But I think you're definitely gonna love a top three pick next year. A top three pick will probably feel equivalent to the one point one this year. Or a top two. Right, pick. that's what I'm shooting for. 
All right, buddy. Uh, all right, man. I appreciate the advice. The show's awesome, dude. Keep up all awesome. Work, appreciate man. you. What is up? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What can I do for you? Hey, Smitty. This is Rob. I'm from the Bay Area. Rob, what's up, pal? Listening. How you doing? I just wanted to be part of the show. Say what's up. I appreciate everything you do. Yeah, what are you going to grind? Appreciate Love you. Love show, man. What do you want to talk I, about? Um, I just got a quick question. How, how, how you feel about um, people like they got so high rankings on guys like McCaffrey or Henry or like Dalvin Cook even, and then you get that gut feeling where it comes to you and you don't want to like you don't want to draft them because in your mind like you feel like they're gonna get hurt or something like that. You know how you felt like about the whole Henry thing like last year? I just wanted your take on it. Well, I mean. I, I'm a big. Like, do you go with your gut, or you go with the analytics of people and the experts? You know what I mean. Go with your go with the experts that you believe in. So, if you believe in, like, for example, this show and everything we talk about, like, I'm gonna tell you to draft Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson over Henry, over Dalvin Cook. Oh yeah, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, when 100%, you, I'm taking JJ Chase all day. So, when you get to like, what what range are you talking about, like? You get to nine and ten, and you're staring at Henry Cook, and then who else? Like a a wide receiver you don't love? Like yeah, maybe, maybe even in the mid rounds, maybe even like in like the like the middle of the first round, like maybe five, six, seven. Like you're you're looking at McCaffrey or Henry, Dalvin Cook. Like do you take them or you take like a Najee or even well, Mixon before those guys just because you got that feeling, you know? We got JT at one. We got Najee Harris at two. And if it's are we talking redraft? Yep. If it's redraft, redraft PPR. Yeah. Okay, so PPR. Jeff Jefferson is 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 uh, three. Um, Jamar Chase is four. In any order with these wide receivers, you could go Cooper Cup at five. So you'd literally have to get to pick right. six with all of those players going to actually have to take you know Henry or Cook or be in that position. My guess is that one or two of those guys will be available all the way down to pick number eight. So I don't know that you're going to ever Back. run into a situation where it goes. JT, Harris, and then all three of those wide receivers. Like, I think you're going to have at least two players in there before those three wide receivers. What if I get into, like, the six, seven, six, and I I, I feel like I, I should take, like, Eckler or Mixon over, like, well, Eckler is fine. Eckler is fine. Is that bad? Or? Let's throw Eckler in there. So, we'll go, we'll say JT, we'll say um, Harris, we'll go Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Eckler. That is six... That's six players, right? So that's right. six six players I really, really feel good about. And what I'm trying to say is I highly doubt you even get close to that in terms of the order of guys going off the board. So if those are my favorite six, and I'm telling you two or three guys are for sure going to go in between all those guys, then you're talking about nine or ten before you ever get to a point where you have to take Henry or Cook. Because every one of those players I like more than Henry or Cook. And you're almost certainly going to see at least two other players mixed in there because no one's going to draft the way I would draft. So right, right, you're talking about 10. Pick 10 is about where you might not see any of those three wide receivers. You won't see Harris. You won't see Eckler. And of right. course, you won't see GT. So if you're sitting there at 10 and you don't like Cook and Henry, then you got a really you got a decision to make. Do you go DeAndre Swift? Do you go... With a player like that, and then do you go Javante in in round two at the very top of round two because you're gonna have a very close, you know, near bookend pick. If you've got 10, 11, or twelve, 
I make Javante one of those those players. So, so you got you got uh, Swift above Mixon. I mean, I do, but I wouldn't I wouldn't fault anybody for liking Mixon. You know, he he's in a very good I, situation. I like both kind of near in the same range. About. Yeah, I think he definitely could have. What one. about like the nine the nine turn? You get like Swift, and then you wrap around to either like a media Kelsey or a Andrews. How do you feel about that? I don't like Andrews in round two. That's for sure. I I, I like Andrews, but I I, bar- for you, I barely draft. I barely recommend drafting him in round three, only because I like Dalton Schultz okay. like really close to him. So why not take Dalton Schultz in round right. six or wherever the heck he's going? You get better value later. Yeah, it's it's like it's just there's so many good Dawson Knox and Dalton Schultz are too good at rounds and rounds mm-hmm. later value. You gotta consume the other player, like especially you're talking second round. Like Andrews has no business being in the second round. Kelsey, what about Kelsey in the second round? I, I like him in the late second round. Like if I've got the number one pick and I've got the twenty four and twenty five bookend picks, I I most certainly would take Kelsey there. But the problem is he's not going there because everybody thinks that Tyreek Hill leaving is a good thing for Kelsey. It's a bad thing for Kelsey in my opinion because now he's going to be the defensive attention. He's going to get all the hard hits. He's going to get double teamed like like crazy. His injury risk is already right. really high to me because he's played so long and, and stayed healthy for so long. Like, eventually, we're going to hit that point where Kelsey starts missing chunks of games, man. And and, and it, it's like you're going to rise him up to 12 or 13 overall because Hill's gone. What can Kelsey do that he hasn't already done? You can't feed him more than you're already feeding him, you know? If you overfed Kelsey any right. more than he was already getting with Tyree Kill on the roster, there's plenty of footballs to go around. If you feed him even more than you already were overfeeding this guy, he's going to get hurt. Like, So I don't see it as a positive that Tyree Kill is gone. I see it as a, a real true negative. Um, so he doesn't go to 12 for me when he was barely you know, 18, 19, 20 when Tyree Kill was there. He actually drops for me or he absolutely stays at the 18 to 24 range for me. Tight end early is just not my cup of tea, man. I, I mean, everybody's different. I've gotcha, seen people gotcha. draft Kelsey in round one, and they build really well. They've done it for years. It's how they draft. I don't – everybody's yep. got a different approach. I can certainly draft, I think, anyway. I've done enough drafts. I've I've been doing this enough time to, to know and understand um, how to do, uh, you know, how, how, to, how to play fantasy in a plethora of ways. But I do believe that, that we're probably – we're probably at a place where I think I can safely say that taking Kelsey in round one puts you at a disadvantage. Like there's, there's, there, there's no, oh, yeah, for sure. I, I, I wouldn't reach that high. Yeah, no way. There's just no advantage. I yeah. want either a RB one or an elite wide receiver in round one. When you can sure. get Dalton Schultz in the later rounds or Kyle Pitts in, in round three or something in a redraft, there's just more upside there than taking Kelsey. But yeah. All right. Sounds good. Thank you for your time, Smitty. Yeah, appreciate you, man. Later. Yep. All right, we'll take one more phone call before we shut it down. Hit that thumbs up on your way out the door. We're not leaving yet. Hit that subscribe button if you're new and wipe your feet at the door. Let's see what the comments are saying. Oh, so address this tight end question, James. Um, I'm going to shut the phone line down, actually. And if somebody calls in before I leave, that's fine. Um, 
it's uh, 602 NFL Dong if you want to dial in. But the phone line's open, but I'm going to take the graphic down and I'm going to answer these questions. I'm going to do the chat real quick and then I'm going to I'm going to hit this one. So I like Taysom Hill, but look what happened. He got he got yanked from the tight end eligibility by ESPN as soon as people started crying and and complaining and 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 moaning about this and that. Like, oh, Travis Kelsey playing tight end, that's not fair. That's cheating. It's cheating. He's not playing t- tight end anymore. In fantasy baseball, and I know that basketball is not baseball, but when you earn your eligibility at another position, it stays. And Taysom Hill played tight end and wide receiver and running back. He earned his tight end eligibility the year that ESPN and everybody cried and complained and wanted Travis Kelsey to, or Travis Kelsey, Taysom Hill to no longer maintain his tight end eligibility. That was a strategy. Your boy Smitty said to draft him because he had that quarterback potential. Like, draft him as a tight end because this guy goes in and plays Wildcat. And then he also, we never know, he could get shoved into the lineup to start at quarterback. Draft him as a tight end. Very late in your draft. I drafted him as a third tight end. I never, or a second tight end. I rarely draft a backup tight end. I drafted Taysom Hill in the league, and it was in the throne league. You guys were a part of the throne draft. And when it came time to try and make a league-wide decision, like, should we not allow, and it was me, it was very uncomfortable because I was the one that owned him. I had a, I, I told the league, I'd do whatever the league voted on, even though I totally 100% disagreed with the entire fantasy industry that was complaining and crying about Taysom Hill being used as a tight end when he was no longer a tight end, he's a quarterback. That's what, that's the advantage that you get when you dig deep and you use a strategy and you pick a guy that could potentially change positions, but he actually played all the positions that he was eligible for. You don't just take it away because it's unfair to you because you didn't think hard enough about maintaining and holding strong and, and leaving this guy on your roster like we did in the throne league. And then people complain. And, and so who knows? Like you could draft him as a tight end, but guess what? As soon as he goes over to a quarterback spot for even a game or two, he's going to get his tight end eligibility revoked and people are going to complain about it. So I don't know. I don't know what to, what to, to make of that, to be honest with you. Um, let me hit the chat real quick. We'll do a fantasy football court for about, I don't know, three or four minutes. It's time for fantasy football. Court! 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 court. 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 Let's hit fantasy court for five minutes straight. Your boy Smitty is going to tackle your questions. I want speed. I want finesse. I want short questions. I don't want anybody dilly-dallying around. Hit me with them. Come strong. Come short. No paragraphs. No novels. Let's go. Albert O. or Trey McBride. Dynasty PPR. Probably McBride, but I still feel like people are jumping the gun on this Albert O thing. Like, oh, he's competition. Look, they want to run him as wide receiver and running back, so he's got some value to them. But McBride. Herbert uh, or Josh Allen in best ball? You know, I draft Josh Allen ahead of Herbert, but I really feel like Herbert could finish as the number one quarterback. But when push comes to shove, I'm still drafting Allen ahead 
he's the more likely. This is more of the underdog, the, the Herbert prediction. So give me Josh Allen. But if I had two leagues side by side, give me both one in each league. I love Herbert. I think he really could finish as the QB one. The value is that you get Herbert around later. That's why it's worth taking the gamble on Herbert. And we're talking about Herbert more is because you get the value. D- uh, Devontae Adams or Lamb? Bro, I don't, I feel like, I'm going to say lamb. I'm going to say lamb chops. I'm going to say, I just reset the timer. Let me, let me reset that down to to three minutes. Yeah. Sorry guys. Three minutes left. Uh, Give me lamb. Give me lamb chops. We're going to go CD lamb. Swaggy agrees. Uh, Waddle or Pittman half PPR? Give me Waddle. I, I'm not on this Pittman train. I, I like Pittman, but give me Waddle. Give me Waddle. I think Alec Pierce could outscore Pittman. I really think that's possible. Fields or Trevor Lawrence? I assume this is dynasty because no one's going to start either one in a redraft. Uh, give me, give me, give me, give me Lawrence. I think Fields feels a little more Mac Jones like. Like the team could do well with it, but is it fantasy goodness? I don't know. Godwin or Gibson in Dynasty? Give me Gibby. ACL recovery? No, thank you. Not that Godwin can't return to form, but he already felt like a little bit of an injury risk, right? Give me, give me a taller lamb. Absolutely. Give me the taller lamb. Lamb grew a half an inch this offseason, people. Do you understand the words coming out of my mouth? Unbelievable. AJ Green or what? I don't know what this is. Fields has zero around him. Agreed. Agreed. Um, ESPN on top of that, they're not going to let you cheat. It wasn't cheating. It wasn't cheating. Starting Taysom Hill at tight end and leaving him in was strategic. And it had it, he had eligibility in both... Look, for anybody arguing that leaving Taysom Hill in your lineup was cheating, why was he eligible at multiple positions to begin with? Answer that question. Why did he have multiple position eligibility? Because he played multiple positions. Like, what did he have to do? Rotate every other game to keep it? Just because he went over and played quarterback after he played tight end and running back throughout the year, he literally gets his position revoked. Why? I'll tell you why, Mr. B. Because everyone else couldn't own him. 11 owners didn't like it. One owner did. That's why. It's because people were upset. People were jealous that somebody actually rostered Taysom Hill and thought ahead because I provided the content on it. And then you have people complain because they couldn't partake. Unfair. Unfair. ESPN wasn't on top of it. ESPN botched it. Entirely. Juju or T. Higgins? T. Higgins. And uh, by a mile. How do you feel about Gesicki? Uh I like him, but there's a lot of mouse to feed. So no. I'm gonna say meh. Meh. Too many mouse to feed. Tua's the the one feeding everybody too. He's it's like a pea shooter with all these these nuclear weapons on on roster. You've got you've got Hill and Waddle and and all these running backs, and then you got this little pea shooter that's got to fire off all this this artillery. 
Kenny Brooks worth a deep sleeper? Sure, James. Aaron Jones, top six running back. No, Andrew. But it, I mean, is it possible? I suppose. But I'm 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 certainly not gonna like Aaron Jones is is he's got that he's teeter tottering on that that Zeke Elliott kind of like okay is this gonna be a year where he explodes or falls off? And I feel like Aaron Jones could have a really big year. I really do. So I, I'm not saying this isn't possible. Um, so if your question is could this happen? Yeah. Do I expect it or draft for it? Absolutely no. But Aaron Jones, if he's leaned on to catch a lot of footballs in 2022 because the the wide receiver room is so dry and inexperienced, then the Aaron Jones is going to ball out. But he could get hurt, you know, and he feels very injury prone. He's missed a lot of games in his day, and and AJ Dillon's there threatening his every down workload role. So my my guess is to like the safest avenue is to sidestep Aaron Jones, maybe go after just Dylan, unless Aaron Jones falls to a great value, like fourth round value, which I don't think he will. So I would say Aaron Jones, um, I could tell you like him. I know you wanted to hear a positive take on him and you put the moon emoji. I think he could, he could travel to the moon, but I think you got to buy him at the right price. Don't buy him at moon value, buy him at, at way below the atmosphere value and hope for more and hope for more that is going to do it ladies and gentlemen i appreciate you renfro season mr b's old comment still on there on that screen (laughs) renfro season (laughs) i i like renfro i'm not making fun of him necessarily but like adams waller's back like Renfro's not going to have a better year than he had last year. Like, you can't say Renfro season. That's just Mr. B. (laughs) Uh, I'm live every single, every single Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Your boy Smitty's here doing it live. And uh, subscribe to that Dynasty channel, which I've pinned in the comments. Because your boy Smitty, I might even go live tonight. Random style. I might just go live on the Dynasty channel random, but I'm going to go live every day is my goal to release an 8 to 10 minute Dynasty video on one player at a time every single day. You better subscribe. Link is in the live chat. And don't forget, I I reply to every single comment on my YouTube channel. At least I try to. I'm 99% accurate with it. Uh, Leave a comment in this video once the video posts. Not in the live chat. Leave it in the comments and your voice committee is going to do his best to get back to every single one of you. Peace out. Appreciate every one of you. Um, And because T-Bone put a a sad face. T-Bone, you're still there. Uh, Besides Hopkins, best Cardinals wide receiver. It's, It's... Hollywood Brown's the best wide receiver in Arizona in 2022, pal. He can start. He starts off the first six games catching footballs from his, his buddy. Uh, so it's Hollywood, bro. It's Hollywood. Um, I think Rondell Moore could be the number two there until Hopkins comes back, and then and we got a big mess. So T-Bone, I hope that helped. Hope you're still there. Have a good day, T-Bone. Noah says, Smitty, you're better than ESPN. We thank you. We, I thank you, Noah. The thanks is all on this side of the table, pal. I work for you. 
so good job. Peace out, Andrew. Peace out, James. Um, I need I need DMs from from Cameron and from Andrew. Andrew, DM me right now on Instagram, Andrew Grace. You hear me? Andrew Grace, please report to the principal's office. Andrew, Grace, and Cameron. Deuces. Yeah, we'll be live streaming uh, parts of the Cup League. It's a it's a two month long draft, so we can't live stream the whole thing. But we'll be jumping, we'll be showing it while we're live all the time. Where are we at in the draft? Who went so far in the draft? Eight copies of every player, ninety six picks per round. It's gonna be insane. We got a couple spots left. DM me on Instagram if you want a spot. There's like two or maybe two or three spots left. There could be some alternate spots. A couple people haven't got back to me, so I'm sure we're gonna have about five or six total spots. But two are gonna two or three are open right now. DM me on the on IG, the fantasy football show, if you want a spot.